Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Dan, what are you doing? Well, I'm just talking to our listeners. Say hello. How you doing? Come on, Mark. Say it for real. How you doing for real? <laughs> and how are you guys doing for real? This is a fun episode of Mark and Dan Meets World here for us. If you can't tell in the background, once again, we are doing an episode of Girl Meets World. Bring in the half a ween. Keep it going, everybody. Half a ween. Yes. Happy half a ween to you guys. Today, we're talking about season one, episode 11 of Girl Meets World. Girl Meets World of Terror. It got 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, but 234 votes. Mark, we talked about this a little bit off camera before. When it comes to these Halloween episodes, I appreciate that they did something a little bit different than what the typical standard episode was for them. Yeah. Um, The Disney Plus description for this one is, On Halloween, Augie hosts a night of scary stories. And even though they don't really tell you what the stories are, I did appreciate, like, how they did this episode. Because they definitely framed it as, like, a... uh, Tales from the Crypt, Alfred Hitchcock Hour, kind of creep show vibe where they just kind of do like a horror, like your kind of classic horror host shows. This is, I thought it was a pretty fun framing device, honestly. Yeah, you know, the first time I watched it, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really care for the Halloween episodes at first. Yeah. But my second time through, again, I just kind of watched them as what they were. Mm -hmm. I'm down with it. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. These These are fun things to do. They broke the episode up, and it was easy to watch because it was a three-part episode. Mm-hmm. And each part was like five minutes long. Yeah, it, w- it was an easy thing to watch, especially when you know what you're watching again. Yeah. Like the first one, it was all about Farkle's fear to play the game softball. Yeah. Because he was so afraid of getting hit by the ball. Farkle refuses to go to class, and Corey is like trying to pry him off of the desk. Yeah. Which is just fun to see there. And then we go and we see the gym teacher and it's just a totally angry gym teacher. A guy who's so mad at his placement in life who just doesn't want to teach public school anymore. Yeah, he's just yelling at the kids and he's just like, he goes, I don't want to be teaching this. I want to be a ballerina. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just something so random. And then I loved it that he kept it going throughout the entire episode, (laughs) which, um, Hold on, wait. Uh, I'm getting... Yep, all right. I'm getting uh, a request from Jordan in the truck. He's saying our today's sponsor is going up right now. This is this is probably wow. the earliest sponsor. We're not even a couple minutes in. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess, I guess might as well hit it. Hey, Mark and Dan Meets World listeners. Do you feel the music? Do you want to express yourself? Are you tired of being forced to coach middle schoolers? Have you always wanted to be a ballerina? Well, let me tell you about Coach Gleason's Ballerina School. Learn how to be a ballerina for world-renowned Coach Gleason. Enrollments are filling up fast, so peer away your way over to www.geocities.com slash Coach Gleason's Ballerina School. 
To reserve your spot, if you sign up in the month of May, you'll receive 10% off your sessions. That's geocities.com slash Coach Gleason's Ballerina School. He's still using GeoCities, dude. I know, man. What's going on with that? I know. I guess Update he's... Update the GoDaddy, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought this part was kind of weird. I get that it's Halloween, but it's still gym class. <laughs> Shouldn't they have been out of their costumes at this point? No, they still want to play baseball dressed up as steampunk characters. I, I, guess, I guess so. And the, like the whole class did a steampunk character. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool that they had a theme, but it was also kind of random. Like they didn't want to throw in like, you know, a Batman or anything. Well, I imagine the reason they didn't do Batman is because it literally is a Disney property. Uh, Okay. Well, the show is a Disney show, but do Iron Man or something. They had, they own, but I love this. So Farkle is terrified to, to bat. Yes. He does not want to get hit by the ball by any means. And, of course, it's Maya. So he thinks Maya is just going to intentionally hit him with the ball. And Maya is getting frustrated because he's acting like such a child and being so scared that she can't focus. This is when we see Lucas kind of do a dick thing. But in the end, it was the best thing. It was the right thing to do. He he fucking hit Farco with a ball. Yeah, he just threw the ball at him. (laughs) And I love the... uh, reaction that Fargo has where he goes well, he I just like ask you spins this. around yeah as a filmmaker did they shoot that and then put it in slow motion or did he just pretend to be in slow motion that whole time I think they kind of did a bit of both okay because I think they lobbed it in like here just do it in slow motion have the ball hit it and then I think they did it and then had the reactions where they're doing it in slow motion. Because it's funnier if you react in slow motion than to do it in yeah. slow motion. So I think they just did that and then just kind of stretched it out and played with it. But, yeah, I think it was a bit of both. All right. I just wanted to make sure because obviously Farkle gets up. He realizes that it's not that big of a deal. And then he pulls the total Albert Bell move here. Did you ever see this when Albert Bell played with the Baltimore Orioles? You remember Albert Bell when he was a Cleveland Indian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Boy Media on, on YouTube, which is just a great channel if you're a sports fan. He does a video about it, um, and he com- says Albert Bell's like, they just don't make players like this anymore, just angry all the time, uh, you know, shows up to the plate. In one of the games, Albert Bell got hit by a pitch. Yeah. But he refused to go to first base. Like, he wanted the, the at-bat to go on longer. And yeah. the umpire was like, no, sir, you can go to first base. And he was like, no, no, I didn't get hit. And everyone was like... <laughs> Albert, you got to go to first base. He's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> and eventually they, <laughs> they got him to go to first, but that's just what I thought here. Cause that's awesome. Cause Farkle went from being, you know, the most scared person in the world to requesting that Maya pitch to him yeah. and then just becoming Barry Bonds in the next shot. So yeah. that was and literally then, just the one. Uh, yeah. And I liked how he pointed the bat too, which yeah. when, when you played little league, like I did, that's exactly what we all fucking did. We always pointed like we're going to hit a home run and then we never fucking did. Oh, of course. Did. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so with the kids dressed up in their costumes in school, did you ever go to school dressed in a costume? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so did I. I remember when I was a kid, I was like nine years old. Um, as is when I discovered the movie Halloween. I was immediately afraid yet obsessed with it. And I remember for that year, I think I had to have been in fifth grade. 
fourth and fifth grade. Um, but I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I want to be Michael Myers and go to school and scare kids. And then, so I really wanted like a Michael Myers costume is really simple. It's just the jumpsuit, the mask. That's it. Like if you want to get, you know, more like elaborate, you will get the knife. But what my mom did was she was like, no, we're going to do it as cheap as possible. So she got me uh, gray sweatpants, a gray sweater, <laughs> and then one of those like masks that you used to get at like pack of tans where it's yeah. just a blank mask. And then she just drew eyebrows on it and then put it on and then messed up my hair. And that was my Michael Myers costume. <laughs> and I went to school like that thinking I had like the best costume. <laughs> and it was looking back on it, it was pretty lame. But I remember going to school just as shitty Michael Myers. Well, you know, one of the things I did uh, when I was in the marching band, I I know for a fact I watched Corey's Alternative Friends like the day before I had to go back for one of the football games. Because you remember the kid who was like, you know, Corey asked him, he's like, why do you always wear a cape? And he goes, what cape? Um, <laughs> I did that. I went I, I went to school. Um, I went back to the band room, you know, waiting for the rest of the band to show up. And I had from the WWE, I had my hurricane cape and my hurricane mask. And when yeah. people are like, what's with the mask and cape? And I was like, what mask and cape? Uh, <laughs> so I did that. But that Dude, was we got to bring back capes. We need to, man. I agree. Capes are awesome. Attention, Mark and Dan meets world listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie, and motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow, and steal their way to achieve legendary status, only a Mark McKay's indie comedy hit, Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a suburban legend? Available now on storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's Gimmick Table. That's storeenvy, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com slash M-A-R-K-M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S Gimmick Table. So the next scene, it's all about Riley being afraid to stay the night over at Maya's house. Yeah. And, and Corey wants Riley to stay at Maya's house. And Maya wants Riley to stay at Maya's house. It's only Riley that doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, obviously they rush just to get, um, they rush the, the series or they rush the, they rush the point just to get Riley over to Maya's house. Yeah. They get her in bed. She's trying to fall asleep. And then, of course, Riley is just freaking out about everything. Yeah, you got the rabbits. Yeah. The, like, the demonic then, rabbits. Maya's grandmother just shows up in the fucking room. Yeah. <laughs> As if that's not a reason to be terrified. Yeah. Did you know who Maya's uh, grandma is? Not off the top of my head. She looked familiar. Okay, this is actually Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I popped for this. Like, the first time I saw this... Probably like around when I got Disney Plus, I deep dive in a couple episodes of Girl Meets World. And once I got to this episode, I was like, it's Mrs. Garrett. And then I immediately went, <laughs> girls, girls. So then when we reviewed this episode again, I was like, fuck yeah, I forgot Mrs. Garrett's in this. So then I looked it up. This is actually like her last role that she was in before, before she passed, she passed away. away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's a shame, man. Yeah. But yeah, dude. She, I, 
I got a huge pop from this. I'm glad that that brought that happiness to you. Yeah. But what was weird was like, so there was an explanation to everything that Riley saw. Yeah. Up until that point. Uh huh. And then the Grim Reaper is like following her shadow. Yes. <laughs> and she turns around and scares the Grim Reaper. I would be terrified to go back to Maya's place ever. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps like, she's already like pretty scared and it's Halloween. So it just definitely adds the like fright factor up. So she's just like, Oh, there's a demonic, uh, rabbits. And then, ah, oh, there's a grim reaper. And then what we see next is like, ah, oh, there's like two fucking demons outside of the, the, <laughs> the window. And then of course it's Farco and Lucas. Yeah, which I thought was funny, too, uh, that apparently Riley couldn't tell that was just 7.15, apparently. Yeah. At, at night. They're already going to bed. <laughs> it was like, Riley, you just got off school probably three hours ago. Yeah, it just turned dark outside. Come on. Like, you guys don't want to, like, watch a scary movie or anything? You guys don't want to go trick-or-treating with your friends who are already out trick-or-treating in that neighborhood? Yeah. Like... <laughs> I went trick-or-treating until I was probably like 17, probably. I went up until I was 16 with a, like a couple year, like a couple times I took a break like for a year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, when I was 16, when I was a junior in high school, I definitely went. You better watch out. You better not cry. There's a terrorist attack. It can only be saved by one guy and a St. Bernard. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. That's right. Dan Brown, my co-host of Mark and Dan Meets World, has his full comic book series out and available right now. A real Scrooge of a terrorist blows up Santa's toy shop, putting Christmas in jeopardy. It's on a recently fired comedian and his trusty four-legged best friend to make sure Christmas is saved for all the boys and girls across the world. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. You can go to danbrowncomedy.com for more information. That's danbrowncomedy.com. So, but that was really it for the second one. Again, not too much going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, I don't want to say a throwaway episode because the next part, like the next clip, was actually a very touching part of the show. Mm-hmm. So, Augie is afraid of the monster that's under his bed. And Corey has a check and there's no monster. And then his, his stuffed animal falls off the bed and, and whatnot. And uh, the monster under the bed takes it. But then the monster stuffed animal also comes out and, and Augie takes it. So Augie is seeing the monster underneath his bed. Yes. And the monster's just as afraid of Augie as he is, as Augie is afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a callback. The Mark McKay theory of the week um is this is a callback to season one of boy meets world the fugitive where sean runs away after throwing the cherry bomb in and you and i talked about this on the episode where uh sean's like oh maybe i can hide under your bed he goes Mm -hmm. okay but uh you might not be the only living thing in here and then this episode this segment of the uh halloween episode is actually like a perfect tie-in to it where the under the bed monster is a legit thing in boy meets world universe. It is. I mean, at least to Augie it is, yes. which is, which is great because Augie talks to him. 
mm-hmm. and, and the monster scares him a little bit too but then the monster comes in bed with him and they talk it out and they have all these fun good feelings with each other yeah but then the monster tells buddies. yeah and and you can see that they're bizarro world versions of each other yeah and then the monster tells him that it's time to leave mm-hmm. and he goes but i just got to know you we just became friends and this is the part where he's like but you're not afraid of me anymore so my work's done yeah and then I I loved how Corey and Topanga came in the room and the monster just walked right past them because mm-hmm. they can't see him. Yeah. So kind of like what you were saying, do monsters under the bed exist? I'm going to throw out the theory that yes, they do. It's just that adults can't see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a great thing. And this actually ties to the Mr. Feeney or Mr. Matthews, since we're talking about Girl Meets World, uh, lesson of the week where Farkle was afraid to play baseball and then lucas was like you got nothing to worry about he hit him with the ball he faced his fears he got over it second segment where uh riley was afraid to stay at maya's house and then she was like oh it's that's just a business this is just you know our friends fucking with us this this is mrs garrett Mm -hmm. um and then she's just like let's look outside she goes are you sure you don't want to go to bed she goes no i want to look out for a little bit. So she kind of like soaks in the city and just kind of enjoys the time. And then uh, the third segment where Augie is afraid of the under the bed monster. And then he quickly becomes friends with him after he faces with it. So the lesson of the week really is you don't have anything to be scared of if you just face your fears. So like they all face their fears and they really got over it. So yeah, this isn't like a great episode and it's kind of like its own kind of like episode if you watch it by itself um you can can kind of enjoy it for what it is but i do like the fact that like it's about you know getting over fears which is a really good thing to do to have for a halloween episode yeah and i have a soft spot for halloween episodes like i'm covered in halloween tattoos so i really love halloween i actually do celebrate halloween i will just randomly watch any tv show that i wouldn't really normally watch on a normal basis just for their Halloween episodes and then just pick up like different, like little lessons. And this is just like a really just fun episode by itself. So if you're going to watch girl meets world, like one episode, this is definitely like a, just a fun one to watch around Halloween. Yeah. And we hope that you guys watched it along with us. Like we said, this episode got 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Seeing as this is a podcast more so about boy meets world and girl meets world. I'm going to leave that rating alone. Um, mm-hmm. This episode was not made for me, but not to say that I didn't enjoy it or anything like that. Uh, you know, just wasn't made for us. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fun, but it we were really weren't the target audience. You know, they're not targeting two straight white guys in the 30s. Yeah, <laughs> they certainly not. But we are going to target all you guys, the people who make this podcast poss- possible, the people who listen to us every single week. I want to thank you guys one more time for listening to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. If you guys haven't, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, all the good places that you're hearing us at. Follow us on Instagram at Mark and Dan Meets World, as well on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mark and Dan Meets World. But that's going to be it for us this week. We're really looking forward to next week. Next week, we're talking about Wake Up Little Corey. Okay, yes. The problem with that name 
Yeah. It's the episode. We're going to go way more into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go. It's the episode where Corey and Topanga have to do the, the, the project about sex. But when it's a wake up little yeah. Corey, I thought it was the episode where Sean gets the pig little Corey. <laughs> Which I'm such an idiot because Corey's clearly, they're all clearly taller and older in that episode. Yeah. But I'm still excited to talk about that episode anyway. But that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark, I'm Dan. Have a good night. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan.